ago, during the month of Kiak, we read about the Nativity narrative from the Gospel of St. Luke. And today we pick up, or we pick back up, with the story of St. Mary, or the events that are happening surrounding St. Mary. If you remember, St. Mary uh, was, was kind of in a sort of delicate situation. If news got out about her pregnancy, it's sort of devastating culturally, socially, even fatal, actually. So we can assume that St. Mary might have been apprehensive or maybe afraid to share the news of her pregnancy. So today we learn about how St. Mary handled maybe this fear that she could have been experiencing and what she did after learning about her pregnancy through the visit of the Annunciation from Archangel Gabriel. It's actually very interesting. You know, St. Mary, like I said, maybe 14 or 15 years old, she doesn't go and tell her parents. She doesn't maybe uh, try to find her friends and, and share the news. The first thing that St. Mary does after learning that God has conceived in her a child is she sets off to see her cousin Elizabeth. And actually, if you, if you know a little bit or if we can understand a little bit about the geography of what's going on, we can see that it's not as if St. Elizabeth lives next door or even the next village over. Actually, Elizabeth and Zechariah, from what most of the scholars say, they, they lived in a town called Ain Karim, which is a few miles from Bethlehem in Judea, which is about nine days of a journey from St. Mary's home in Nazareth. So we can also think that part of the reason for St. Mary's visit to Elizabeth was to take a trip to Bethlehem to share the news with St. Joseph. And like I said, it's about a nine-day trip, or about 80 miles from Nazareth to where St. Elizabeth and Zacharias lived. If you're going to think about it, Mary would have been walking through Samaria, through different mountain ranges. She would have to join a caravan so that she would be safe from people in her journey. It's a very serious journey that she took. But it must have been then very important for her to see St. Elizabeth. Why? I would say Mary take this long, dangerous journey while she's pregnant to go see her cousin. Think about or reflect in your own life. Have you ever received news that was very shocking, very overwhelming, and you needed someone to help you sort of process all of it? Sometimes it's hard for us to deal with something on our own, and it's helpful to share with somebody or share with another person, or to be listened to, or to reveal our feelings, our emotions, our joys, our apprehensions. And this is actually what St. Elizabeth is providing for St. Mary. St. Mary can imagine, could be in need to talk to someone, someone safe, someone she trusts. St. Mary is in desperate need to find someone who would understand what had taken place, who would listen to her, who would believe her, someone who would encourage her. Remember one of the last things that the Archangel Gabriel told Mary was that St. Elizabeth who was old, who was well beyond the years of having children, who was said to be barren, was already in her sixth month of pregnancy. And St. Mary knew that if anyone would understand the unexpected news from the angel, that it would be Elizabeth. So St. Mary goes and takes this journey to see St. Elizabeth. And for nine days, you can imagine, St. Mary's walking and thinking, 
and she travels that long distance with her secret, being uncertain, being afraid, wondering maybe how it could be true, and finally she arrives at St. Elizabeth and Zachariah's house. And the baby, St. John the Baptist, inside of Elizabeth, leaps for joy at the sound of St. Mary's voice. And Elizabeth says to St. Mary, you don't have to be afraid, you are blessed. Can you imagine the relief that must have been over St. Mary? Or at least the, the, the feeling of comfort that those words must have given her. St. Mary's, maybe if she had any fears, turned into joy. So much joy that actually you can see in the passage, she breaks into a praise, a song of praise to God. She found someone who listened to her, someone who believed her. St. Elizabeth helped Mary to find perspective. She encouraged St. Mary. She called St. Mary blessed. She called her actually blessed three times in this short passage. But St. Elizabeth is not the only one who helps St. Mary. St. Mary also helps St. Elizabeth. Today's Gospel offers us sort of a missionary episode of the Nativity narrative. Because when St. Mary accepts the divine will to bear our Lord Jesus Christ, St. Mary offered her active cooperation so that God could become man in her womb. She bore the divine word inside of her when she went to go visit her elderly cousin, who also was waiting waiting for the, the birth of St. John the Baptist. St. Mary's trip demonstrates for all of us actually the call to community. Sometimes our physical presence is the best gift we can give to another person. Remember, St. Mary is carrying Christ inside of her, which gives it sort of another layer of meaning to the decision for her to go and to offer support to her cousin. She's not just bringing herself when she visits. She's bringing Christ with her. So our hope, or what we should learn from this, is that our community, our church, should be inspired by this gospel message. That we should follow in the example and the direction of our mother, St. Mary. Whoever, whenever any of us active, actively participates in the church life, we cannot fail to hear the call to be close to those who are in hardships in sufferings. To bring each one the Christian message, do not be afraid. Christ is born for us. To spread this message everywhere. To go where people live and be prepared as much as we can to help them from every single form of isolation. To proclaim and to witness Christ and the joy of His Gospel. When we go and we visit one another, when we help one another, when we serve one another, we don't do it out of obligation. We don't do it out of duty. We don't do it just because they are our friends. But we do it to bring Christ to the person. So the church in this passage is calling to us to mobilize ourselves to transmit the faith. And especially to live it deeply ourselves. So just like St. Elizabeth may have helped St. Mary, may have helped her see this special calling from God is not a burden but a blessing, St. Elizabeth will encourage too. Can imagine, think about St. Elizabeth, her situation. Remember, they said that she hid herself away. So she was in seclusion for four or five months, trying to stay healthy, trying to avoid miscarriage. And on top of that, her husband was mute. 
So you can imagine, St. Elizabeth probably lonely. Maybe sad. But when St. Mary arrives, Elizabeth all of a sudden has a companion. Someone who can draw her out of seclusion. Someone who can give her company. Someone who can give her a sense of worth, a sense of joy. They are an encouragement to one another. We all need companions like this in our lives. We need people to encourage us and we need to gu and to guide us. And we need to do this for others. You know, in many hymns of the church, we call St. Mary the Ark of the Covenant. In today's gospel, we see very clearly the example of why that this makes sense. What was the Ark of the Covenant in the Old Testament? The Ark of the Covenant was the seat of the Lord among His people. It was where the manna, where Aaron's rod, where the commandments were held. And if you remember in the Old Testament, there was a time when the Ark of the Covenant was taken by the Philistines. And they took it as a war prize and they put it in their temple. But because they had it, they started to get afflicted by diseases. And in their city where they had their temple, actually their God was broken down and fell in front of the ark. You can read about this actually in the book of Samuel. Eventually the Philistines were like, this is a curse for us, we have to give it back to the people of Israel. And when David brought back the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem, what did he do? He was in the streets dancing all the way into the city. He was so happy dancing in the streets that even his wife sort of said to him, you know, it's not very royal of you to be acting the way you are. For someone of your stature sort of to be seen like this. And the parallel here is perfect. The Ark of the Covenant being the seed of the Lord among His people, the place where the manna and Aaron's rod and the commandments were hidden. St. Mary is the new Ark of the Covenant, the place where our Lord Jesus Christ dwelt for nine months before His birth. St. John the Baptist, a prophet, at the presence of St. Mary and at the presence of the newly conceived Christ, leapt for joy in His mother's womb. So the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ along with the willingness of St. Mary and St. Elizabeth to put forth effort to encourage one another was the cause of rejoicing. So today we should ask ourselves, who is our Elizabeth in our lives? Or who is our Mary? Who gives us perspective? Who encourages us? We all need people like this in our lives. And we all need to be this kind of person for others. It's something very important for us to remember as we kind of go through this sort of Christmas season. Sometimes we lose perspective, especially during the holidays. You know, of course, that the tradition of giving gifts for Christmas started with St. Nicholas. He went around looking for children of the poor and he gave them gifts for things that they would have not otherwise had. And now, every year as Christmas approaches, we start to feel very stressed. What did we get for the, What should we get for someone that I know has everything? Did I get enough stuff for my kids? Or did I get too much things for my kids? Are they getting the same number of toys so that they think it's fair? It's easy for us to lose sight of what's important during the nativity season. But the story of St. Elizabeth and St. Mary reminds us that the joy of the Feast of Nativity comes in a different way. The Feast of the Nativity is about God's relationship with man. That He loved mankind so much that He is eager to come down, to take flesh, 
to become man for our salvation. So how can we really and truly celebrate the Feast of the Nativity? By following in the footsteps of Christ. The Incarnation was about repairing the relationship between God and man and the joy that this reconciliation brings. Joy comes in relationships that give us perspective and encouragement. So why not spend time during this Nativity building those relationships with people instead of worrying about what little thing that you should buy or what's going to be forgotten in a couple of weeks anyhow or what clothes I need to wear to make sure I can impress my friends or my family. Why not take time to reconnect with a mentor or offer a sympathetic ear to someone like St. Mary, someone in your life who may need some encouragement. We all want to experience the joy of the Nativity. And one of the best ways to do that is through the help of another person who can reassure us of sort of the theme of the Nativity that God is with us, that God is present with us. May all of us be an encourager and find encouragement from God and glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.